0: Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need, both in business and building the life you deserve.
1: Thank you for tuning in to episode number 88 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. Today, we are continuing our discussion focused on processes, and we're focusing today on operations. So to help shed some light on that topic, I am excited to welcome back to the show our Director of Operations, Kim Nixon. Welcome back, Kim.
0: Hello. It's good to be here again and i have to say i'm really enjoying your headphones anna and elsa are just
1: calling me out <laughs>
0: totally calling you
1: out they're so cute
0: so i have we... to like not i have to not look at you
1: so that i can keep a straight <laughs> face and keep it together <laughs> i'm borrowing my daughter's headset Because while we invested in some nice new gear this year, so you can hear us a little better, I realized I don't have a headset without a mic. So Anna and Elsa to the rescue. Anna
0: and Elsa, it is.
1: into the unknown.
0: (laughs) I'd belt that out if I could, but
1: no. Oh, yeah. With this new (laughs) mic, you're going to hear every terrible note I hit. So I'll save you all from that. Ah, all right. Well, you have a legit headset. So someday I'll be a grown up and get a real headset. But until then, you can enjoy my Anna and Elsa. Maybe I'll keep it. I am really enjoying that. one. sorry. I still just can't look at you. (laughs) We uh, one of the things that I want to push for this year, too, is um, video. So I may just need to keep them and they'll just be part of the, the YouTube channel when we get there.
0: Or you need to wear the Trolls headset. With the mohawk on it. That
1: uh, I'll on switch track. it out depending on my mood. If I'm more in an, a frozen mood or Barb the rock troll mood. Oh, and if you've never God. seen trolls or frozen or don't have kids, you are so lost right now.
0: Uh, it's basically a, a spiky red mohawk is what it yeah. looks like. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's awesome is what it is.
1: Oh, <sighs> All right. Yeah. Should we talk about processes, Kim?
0: Oh, we probably should.
1: All right. Well, as you all know, we always like to cover the why. Before we start talking to your ear off about how to do it or you know the specifics, we want to let you know why you should be doing it. Why does this matter? So Kim, when it comes to operations, why are processes so crucial? Probably the most
0: important thing is quality control and to make sure that all your clients are treated the same way. And that they're treated in a way that aligns with your company standards. So if you're not the one that's helping all of your clients and you have to have you know additional people on the customer so- service side of things or sales side of things, you want to make sure that their voice and the brand that's being communicated to your clients all comes across in the same way, in the same manner. They're all hearing the same thing. And the only way to do that is to, to document your, your procedures and your processes and train your team so that they're all speaking with the same voice. Another reason would be, um, especially if you're in an industry that's heavily regulated, to make sure that we're following all the laws and, the, and that um, what's being communicated is compliant with um, the rules and regulations in your industry um, and also the rules and regulations that you have that you've set for yourself and to make sure that that they're compliant with that. Um, if you have everything documented and, and uh, you can bring on people a lot faster and train them, so you're going to be scalable. Uh, it's much easier to scale your business uh, if you can just you have something put together that you can hand that's easy to train someone with. That makes it easy easier to uh, scale your business. It definitely makes things more efficient too. You don't have to have your team, you know, if, if they don't know how to do things, then they're going to have to ask questions. It makes you less efficient. It also may make your team seem like they don't know what they're doing or like you don't know what you're doing as a business owner if your team can't answer basic questions. And the only way they're going to be able to answer those basic questions is, is if you've trained them properly and, and you have your procedures documented. It also makes it easier for you to delegate tasks to others so that you can train others to do your job. You don't have to do everything yourself. And there's probably dozens of other reasons why, but th- those are really the the most important reasons to get those procedures documented.
1: All right. So obviously, those are a ton of good reasons to do it. And in the episode where we just talked big picture about processes with Jamie Staley, episode 87, we addressed the fact that, okay, yes, the, there's a million reasons to do it. But as a business owner, there's also a million reasons that prevent us from doing that. So how do you suggest, like, where do we get started?
0: So it it can be hard to find dedicated time to focus solely on your processes. So the, the easiest thing for me, what I do is I have a spiral next to me on my desk every day as I'm working. And if I know that I'm going to be documenting something that I'm working on, I take notes as I go. Or if I decide all of a sudden, okay, we're going to start working on processes and procedures, I have a pad of paper that's completely dedicated to that. And I just take notes as I'm working throughout the day. It's really hard sometimes to just sit down, find an hour to carve out, and come up with a list of everything that you need to document. That might be the best thing for you. And maybe you need to get together with another team member to do that. Um, Or it might just be best to operate the way you normally operate and just take notes as you're working. Because then as you're doing things throughout your day, you're going to have a much more complete idea of the tasks that you're working on so that you can start with a list of things to go through to decide, okay, what are the most important things that I want to look at first? What would be the easiest thing to move to somebody else or to document first? Once you, And then one, once you have your list, you also have to think about... Um, what the perspective of the of those procedures are going to be so who who is your audience that you're going to be have looking at these procedures you want the people looking at your procedure to be able to do the task on their own with that document you don't want to have to I mean obviously it's best to be with them the first time that you're going through the procedure and train them. But you don't want to have to have a piece of paper where somebody has to have somebody with them to figure out what the heck you're talking about. You want them to be able to just read that and have that be detailed enough to where they can figure out what the, what the procedure is supposed to be just by looking at that. Um, and then different companies are structured. You and I were talking a, a little bit before this about the terminology used, uh, the difference in what standard operating procedures looked like at the different companies that we've worked In. Um, For me, the standard operating procedure, I worked for part of my past, I worked for a management company that owned a bunch of different brands. So they had their standard operating procedures that were common throughout all of the hotels that they managed. But then they also had to follow the brand specific and then the property specific procedures. So our SOP, our standard operating procedure, was from our management company. And then we also had just procedures that we followed at the property level. And then you said your your standard operating procedures were much more detailed. Can you can you talk a little bit about that too?
1: Yeah, at the company that I was at, and it was a a more science based company. They wanted detail on everything for every single SOP. So, you know, my experience is from the marketing side, but like for events, for example, we wanted. What should be included in the box that goes to every single event? What is the the layout on the table? Pictures of everything uh, of, as far as how it should be packed, how it should be laid out on the table, what you should say. Like there was a script for things like every single, and that, that's the way everything was for SOPs in regards to marketing and and other areas of that company. So, so there yeah, may was be interesting some things... to see the differences.
0: There may be some things that a company needs to have to that level of detail and then there may be other things that you can have that are not quite as specific as that. Other things are, you know, is it does does each department have their own procedure manual that fo- that's focused just on that department and then do you have a broader procedure manual that that applies to the entire team? Th- this is these are our core values. This is how we're going to handle phone calls. This is, you know, how we're going to handle interaction with each other and this is what our email is going to look like. That something that's more broad that that covers the entire company versus just a particular department or a particular area. So that's a good place to start and to figure out,
1: you know, who your target audience is for that. No, those are some great tips. And I really like the tip about having a spiral bound notebook next to you because every time that I've approached this personally, I've sat down and tried to think of, okay, within our department, what do I do on a day-to-day basis? So what do I do on a week-to-week basis? And it is, it's difficult and you miss things when you're not taking notes throughout the day because it may seem small to you, but it is an integral part of operations within your department. So I like that tip too. It's maybe even a good double check once you do sit down. And come up with a list to just kind of go through and take notes for a day or a week and see what you might be missing.
0: And what we've done before in some of the places that I've worked, I've asked everyone on my team to do that as well. As you're going throughout your day, come up with a list of things together, you know, if if we were in just our department. And then we would come together, you know, at the end of a week or whatever or at our next meeting. And then we would all... Bring our lists to that meeting and talk, okay, just like you said, okay, what what do we do every day? What do we do every week? What's a monthly, you know, what do we do annually? Um, and, and document all of those things in a list. So we have a, a starting point with a list of things that need to be, a list of procedures that need to be documented. And that does make it a little easier. Um, but And then sometimes there's some teams that work really effectively. They just decide to set aside some time and they go through. And uh, if you have more than one person doing it, it's better because you can feed off each other and you end up with a better product than you would if you're only working alone separately. So even even when I would have everybody do that, I would still have us come together as a group and talk about it as a group because we definitely, as other people are suggesting things that it, it triggers memories of, oh, yeah, and, and that means we have to do these things too. And, and so it, it helps to get feedback from your team as part of that.
1: Yeah, I like that. So are there any other things that we should be considering as we start to build out our SFPs? You know, we've sat down, we have what we want to do. Now, how do we approach that as far as actually implementing?
0: Right. So one thing you want to think about is the hierarchy. What's the structure of your business and getting into place, who reports to who, who's going to handle which area, who's responsible for which part of the client experience, making sure that everything that has to happen in that company, there is somebody who's responsible for it. And that you get that down in writing. Because if if there's more than one person in charge of something, that's when you have clients and tasks fall through the cracks. Because you know, they may think that somebody else is taking care of it when really that other person thought they were handling it and nobody does it. Or if something goes sideways, well who's responsible for that? Who's in charge to make to make sure that that doesn't happen again next time, and if you don't right. make any changes to who's responsible, that same issue is just going to come up again and again. And and then also if you have if you don't have a clear hierarchy of, about who reports to who, and there's one person that has multiple bosses, it can get complicated for that individual, and there's conflicting priorities for that individual. You know wh- whose work is the most important. Um, So getting that very clearly defined and written down in a procedure um, and breaking things uh, down by area and having designated decision makers for each of those areas really makes it more efficient, makes it easier for your team. There's not a lot of discussion that has to go on. They know who they have to go to. We know how things are supposed to be handled. And that that really can streamline things, and ultimately can save you a lot of money on payroll too, because your your people are spending less time uh, if they're more efficient. They're spending less time on the administrative side of things, is usually where you, you have a lot of time um, that can get wasted if you don't have things really structured. And it when you're when you're documenting these procedures, it's good to have your team involved in it. You don't have to have the entire team. Um, you can consider like you know who who has the best skill set in that group, who really loves working in a particular area, they're the ones that are going to be the most passionate about making sure that those procedures are complete and that we've included everything that we're doing in that. Um, and then, if you're at the top of the list to handle everything, that's really going to bottleneck things. So you need to create parameters for your team too about the ownership of each of the different tasks and. And that helps you not have to be the one approving everything that is getting is getting done. So it it will help you to delegate and it will help your team have more confidence in what they're doing and know, yes, I can make this decision. I don't have to, I don't have to make this client wait for an answer. I can make this decision because I already know I have a list of, of decisions that I can make. I know how much you know my monetary definitions are and my limits are. So I can make approvals up to this point here, or if they're involved in deciding ahead of time you know, I feel comfortable making these decisions here, and and this is how I would handle these things, and you've agreed to that, and you have it all documented, then, then everybody knows how things are going to happen, and, and there's not a lot of time, again, wasted on a lack of efficiency there, and people having to get answers, and if you're super busy and not available, you bottleneck things and slow things down, and you may slow things down for your client response from the team, so that really, that helps if you have a clear hierarchy. Um, another thing to consider is, do you have a lot of manual processes or even you know a handful of manual processes that take a lot of time that you can bring software in to take care of and manage that process for you and eliminate a lot of that manual work that needs to be done and instead just have your team maybe double checking in the system to make sure that we've, we've ticked all the boxes and we have all the information that we need rather than know doing all these steps manually. uh, You have a lot of mistakes and missing information and and gaps when you when you have a lot of manual processes, opportunities for for errors too. And then um, is there anything that your team is doing that you can outsource to someone else? Uh, You know, if there if there's there's a lot of different companies out there that handle um, that can handle operations that can handle hr that can handle maybe handle payroll for you um, and you only have to be involved for a small part of it if you have companies that you look up to that uh, you can you can see how they handle things do they have any companies that they work with? do you have any friends that are business owners that maybe have a, a business that is similar to yours or maybe processes that they have that are similar to yours and they've outsourced so you know reach out to your, your group of friends, your your business consultants that that you use for ideas, or if you don't have a business consultant, uh, that's one of the things that we do that benefits our clients is since we work with so many different businesses, we can see what other companies have done that is successful for them, and we can make recommendations of those same software or procedures or structures or or whatever it is that we see that is working well um, can transfer uh, or translate to another industry very easily. I mentioned a business coach, too. You can uh, find a business coach to take a look at your business and find things that you could outsource or help you. You, know, you can hire somebody to help you document all of your procedures. There are companies that do that, uh, or co- they can help you write a procedure manual uh, if you contact a company that manages HR. That's an option that's available, too. Probably the most important thing you can do is to make sure that you schedule time on your calendar to make this happen. You may have to assign somebody uh, to be an accountability buddy, as you put it. I call it a babysitter. (laughs) Sometimes I need (laughs) a babysitter and I just schedule a time to meet with them every week. We're working on a project. And even if all we're doing is working on that task during that designated time, we know that project is moving forward and we're making progress on it. And eventually it'll get done. It takes a little bit longer if you're only doing it on a weekly basis once a week with someone, but it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, right? Yep. Um, and then do you need, you know, you could consider just hiring somebody, a virtual assistant or an executive assistant, to help you execute this. And and that's the first task that you have for them. And that'll help them get to know the company, but they can help you document what everybody's doing and why they're doing it now. So something else to consider is your leadership team. If if you try to document this by yourself without Input from your leadership team and buy-in from your leadership team, um, it's going to be hard for you to have that implementation be successful, especially if they didn't help you create it and come up with it. Because there may be things that you've missed. And as good as you think you are, if you have a team of people that are working with you, (laughs) they know things that you don't know. And what they're doing with their day is important to them, too. And how things happen is important to them. And you're going to be more successful getting them to follow those procedures if they helped come up with them. And even if at the very least you come up with the procedures yourself and then you, you take some time to sit down with your leadership team and go through those with them and give them the opportunity to give you feedback and perhaps make suggestions for changes, if that's all you do, that's still an important important thing to have them consider the new plans that you're implementing as well and and don't forget your line staff too even if you have um you know have a leadership team don't forget about your team that's in the trenches too and many times they're the ones that are having to do the work and they may have input that you didn't consider or really good perspective of ways to gain efficiencies, or maybe they've worked at another company that's similar to yours and they have a bunch of suggestions. So um, don't forget about them. And typically, like I suggested earlier, the, the people that you want to think about again are the ones that are really passionate about what they're doing. They show up, they deliver. They're the ones that have a, a consistently strong skill set. Those are the ones that you want to go to and and, and get by, get their input and their buy-in as well. And and maybe. Give them a copy of the final draft of the procedure manual and say, hey, you know, is there anything we're missing in here? Do you have any feedback you want to offer? Any improvements we could make here? Um, Yeah. So the the more buy-in you have from your team, the more successful those procedures are going to be in being followed.
1: Yeah. And I especially like those tips revolving around collaboration with other professionals, with your team, with a coach, with, you know. That's where you're really gonna see the growth in your own business because you're getting the that insight from experienced professionals to help you move forward. And you know, we've mentioned it before, but we are VCFOs. We specialize in this type of thing. We're looking at your business from a growth perspective in order to help you reach your goals in the next five years in the next 10 years. So if you're looking for somebody to kind of help you, you know, on the process side, on forecasting, on budgeting, whatever it is regarding go- growth in your own business, personal goals, business goals, reach out to us because our we offer a free discovery call, free proposal call. You get to talk directly to a VCFO, and we're happy to help. So you can find the contact form to sign up for that at pjscpas.com forward slash contact, and we but we have a bunch of free resources on our website as well. You can find now 89 episodes worth of podcast <laughs> information. Lots and lots of info. And lots of uh, templates, downloads, guides, books. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff. So um, feel free to reach out. And if you have any questions, you can always shoot us an email to at info at pjscpas.com. Kim, before we let our listeners go, is there any point that you want to drive home today?
0: Yes, I think that this is one of those things. When you own your own business, it may seem like you have too much going on to make this happen. But if you really want to grow your business and have your business be successful and have a, a consistent voice and consistent level of communication to your, to your clients that isn't always coming from you, there's no way to do that without having your procedures documented. It's just impossible. And you're going to lose that connection to your clients. You're probably going to lose some of your clients if you're not the one that's consistently dealing with them, if you haven't documented your procedures to make sure that those clients still get the same level of service that they had when they were working directly with you.
1: Yep. That's a great point. And that's in every part of your business, right? Every department, because Mm -hmm. it all impacts the end user. So yep, great point. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Kim, and sharing your knowledge on the topic. We look forward to the next time we get to have you. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate being here. And for all of you, keep that momentum going, and we will see you next time.
0: This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.